0: create a listener account. And in that listener account, you can save episodes for later listening. So you can create a kind of listening list. We think these features are neat and we think you'll enjoy them. Please visit the site today.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new podcast interview for the New Books in East Asian Studies uh, channel, which is part of the New Books uh, Network. I'm your host, Roman Pashka, And today... Uh, We will be talking to Clinton uh, Goddard, who is the author of Darwin, Dharma and the Divine, Evolutionary Theory and Religion in Modern Japan, which was published uh, in 2017 uh, by the University of um, Hawaii Press. Um, Thank you, Clinton. Uh, Thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Um, let's start this with, um, why don't you tell a little bit, uh, about yourself, about your career, um, about your research, how did you become involved in this, uh, in this field?
2: Okay. Um, well, I grew up in, uh, Holland and actually, um, crossed the border every day to go to school in Belgium. And I gradually got interested in philosophy and I went to study philosophy at, the uh, University of Leuven. And that was a very good education, but I, the, the education was focused only, exclusively on Western philosophy. And after a while, um, that bothered me a little bit. I thought, well, what about the rest? What about Buddhism? What about Confucianism? Uh, and that led me gradually to study more uh, about those uh, of thought. And I got an opportunity to um, study a year abroad in Osaka. And that really got the the ball rolling and and, uh, eventually brought me where I am today.
1: (laughs) Okay. And to move on to the... uh to the main topic of our uh, discussion, which is your book. Um, so how did you get the idea for the for the book? How did you start working on Darwin, uh, the Dharma, as you call it, <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the divine? Um, how, how was the book born?
2: Okay, so I went for uh, graduate school to um, University of Chicago. And what I wanted to initially do is look at how 19th century early 20th century buddhists so buddhists in the meiji period how they engaged with western philosophy and modern categories of thought that's what i initially thought i was going to do so looking at people like you know for example and when i started um, reading more and more of these meiji buddhist uh, texts i start to notice that a lot of them talked a lot about science and especially about the theory of evolution. And um, I took one course on the history of science. I didn't know anything of the history of science and um, wrote a short paper on how Buddhists dealt with the theory of evolution. And uh, the instructor at the time said, well, okay, this is fun but you don't know anything about evolutionary theory <laughs> so why did not you go over to the department of history science and take some courses with um bob richards who is an expert on darwin and so which i did and started reading darwin started reading uh a lot of evolutionary theory history of evolutionary theory history of science uh, and that gradually really uh changed my view and uh what kind of project i, I wanted to do um so and it, it dawned on me that um you know the issue of or the debates on you know religion and science is such a huge uh problem but it's utterly dominated by debates in the west and uh, issues about christianity or science versus uh, Christ- Christianity versus evolution or creationism versus evolution uh, and again, I was thinking well what happened in 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 independent and uh it's not surprising, but evolutionary theory is a bit the kind of master science of the nineteenth century, if you will, so if you look you it pops up everywhere right um, and that's when I thought. Well, I'm going to, first, my initial idea was I, I'm going to write the book on everything on evolutionary theory in Japan. Um, but that, you know, was it a little bit too much to, <laughs> to take on. So uh, I, I got back to my original interest and um, uh, figured, let's try and tell the story of how uh, religious figures dealt with the theory of evolution. What were, what were their views? What were their perceptions? How did they deal with this issue?
1: Okay. And um, what about the, if you could tell us a little bit more about the structure of the book, the uh, parts, the chapters, the um, sections of the, uh, of the book?
2: Okay. So the book combines a, it's, it's relatively traditional, I would say. It combines a chronological and uh, thematic structure um so it starts with the uh early uh transmission of evolutionary theory in meiji japan so the uh the, the early introducers people like uh, uh edward morse and ernest fanalosa Ven- <coughs> um and then uh in in it, it then moves to the later um uh, meiji period uh with the Reception of evolutionary theory among Shinto figures, uh, the emergence of uh, Kokutai ideology. Um, Then I have a whole chapter. Chapter three uh, is about uh, the the Buddhists. Uh, The Buddhists do play a big role in this book. Um, The Buddhist reception of evolutionary theory. Um, And then uh, chapter four, five, and six are about the 20th century and uh, that shifts it, it shifts track a little bit um so in chapter 4 um i i go into uh also some of the socialists so the socialists looked at evolutionary theory um uh, the issue of vitalism um and then chapter 5 is i think chapter 5 that is a key chapter um uh, it deals with a kind of backlash against evolutionary theory in the 1930s and 1940s. Um, and uh, in this, a, a whole range of people appeared: philosophers, uh, again, Buddhists, uh, but also Christians, uh, ideologues. Um, uh, and that was a bit of a, a... Before I started out on this project, I didn't really realize the extent of the... Uh, backlash against evolutionary theory in the 1930s and 40s. Um, the last chapter, chapter six, is uh, is about the post-war period um, and uh, deals with a major figure called uh, Imanishi Kinji, a um, very famous bi- biologist in the post-war period. And uh, some of the pre-war intellectual legacies that still uh, resonate in his thinking. Um, that's the structure of the book, I think.
1: You mentioned um, uh, Buddhism, you mentioned Christianity, Shintoism, and, and, and so on and so forth. And um, my, my question would be, um, so you, you, you talk about the roles that they played in, the, in this debate around evolutionary theory in, in, in Japan. And how would you sum up their... Attitudes, their respective attitudes or tenets, um, for example, Buddhist thinkers, what did they have to say about uh, evolutionary theory or um...
2: Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I think one thing I wanted to I, I, before I answer the question, one thing I, uh, <laughs> one thing I wanted to emphasize in the book is that um, you really have to see the reaction of, for example. Major Buddhists to evolutionary thinking, uh, not just in terms of how a a certain Buddhist looks at the theory of evolution, but how he understood it in combination with their dialogue with Christians, um, with Christianity, with uh, other ideas circulating, such as Confucianism, and all that happening in a really rapidly changing uh, intellectual. Uh, and then, also, a changing political uh, landscape right? um, so one thing I really wanted to emphasize is it's not just about uh, Buddhists dealing with evolution or Christians, but how they interacted with each other while dealing uh, with this with this problem um, so in in the first chapter, for example um, it it became pretty clear to me that um if you look at the, let's say, for example, the 1880s, you have these young Buddhist intellectuals like Ino Enyo who write very, very positively about evolution, saying, making essentially this rhetorical move that, well, uh, evolution, the latest evolutionary theories confirm what Buddhism has always said. Uh, Buddhism is very scientific, um, and but they do this also in response to and in competition with other uh, uh, Christian evolutionary theorists uh, who kind of say the same thing about Christianity. Well, they, they bring the message to Japan and they say, well, uh, Japanese, if you want to uh, modernize, if you want to uh, become a strong nation and you want uh, to import and understand modern science, you need the kind of underlying software, if you will, uh, to do that, which is Christianity. And then the Buddhists in return, they say, well, well, no, it's the, the modern uh, Western nations are modern despite of Christianity. So there's a competition going on between the two uh, young Buddhist and Christian intellectuals who um, kind of stimulate each other to uh, embrace evolutionary theory even more. So uh, now, now, having said that, um, I do think overall uh, speaking, the Buddhists were relatively enthusiastic about evolutionary theory. Uh, they did have their issues with elements of evolutionary theory, such as reductionism or materialism or um, the idea of the struggle of survival. Uh, that, that was an idea that was actually very unpopular in japan i think um uh but overall they were quite uh positive about the theory of evolution i would say um christians was a uh, a mixed bag uh the early uh missionaries who came to japan uh, uh some of them preached that evolutionary theory was really wrong uh some of the chris this is also funny some of the christians who are Missionaries who were teaching at the University of Tokyo told the students, "Well, there's this guy called Darwin. Don't read his books." Right? And uh, some of the biologists taking, taking their classes,, you know, they were young, young guys, right? The first thing they do is they go and buy Darwin, right? and then they really like it. Um, so uh, on the other hand, you have uh, missionaries in the Kansai area uh, at the same time. Uh, people like Thomas Gulick were uh, uh really bringing this vision of that Christianity and evolutionary theory are really two uh, two schools of, of thought that that do not uh that actually reinforce each other. Right? Um, uh, perhaps the most negative responses towards evolution come uh um much later, uh, but but they come from more n- nationalist um, Shinto-inspired ideologues in the 1930s. Right, that's the those are the most negative. But I would I wouldn't say they're representative of of Shinto, right? That um, that would be that would be too much of a stretch to go. Right? But that would be my summary about the, the different schools.
0: slash nbn50 to get 50% off.
1: Okay, and um, along the same lines, um, <clears throat> I have a question about the uh, the conclusion, uh, the uh, conclusions uh, chapters to your book, um, where you express your hope that your book has made it clear that there are two myths that should be laid to rest. And the two myths uh, that you talk about are uh, the first one, that evolutionary theory was uncontroversial among religious thinkers. And then the second one, that evolutionary theory was interpreted predominantly as a politically conservative theory in support of uh, state ideology. I'm quoting from, from, from your book, of course. Um, if you could uh, give us uh, more details about these two myths and um, precisely what your, your, your book um, made clear in this respect
2: okay um yeah so so this statement um comes mainly from what I've seen in the uh english but also Japanese secondary literature uh at the time that I was researching the book right and um uh in in it, it's quite it was quite common to see Let's take the political, uh, uh, the political, the second aspect. It was quite common to see uh, people saying that, you know, social Darwinism or Darwinism was really a theory that was largely used in support of authoritarian state um, or in combined combination with eugenics, like later on. really in support of, of uh, the military, expansionism, a whole range of things that, you know, uh, tend to have less positive connotations with. Um, but when I, I, I started uh, researching, I realized that, that it really wasn't the case. Uh, if you take the Meiji period, um, it's only a, a, a couple of figures who um, positively combine evolutionary theory with an authoritarian state, such as, for example, Kato Hiroyuki. Uh, But then everybody criticizes Kato Hiroyuki. Uh, And then conversely, I think if you look in the 20th century, um, uh, evolutionary theory was really strongly embraced by uh, the early socialists and then by the anarchists who were very uh, unsurprisingly critical of uh, the modern Japanese state uh, of cutthroat capitalism, uh, uh, and so on. Uh, and then in the 1930s, as I already mentioned, there's a, a, a strong backlash against evolutionary theory, um, which is interestingly, uh, there's a, quite a bit of an overlap with some of the uh, uh, left-wing embraces of evolutionary theory. So um, some ideologues, such as, for example, Kihira Tadayoshi, uh who's a uh professor uh as a quite a powerful influential position um they would say well, evolutionary theory is really uh it's a it's a western theory b it's a theory based on uh nineteenth century capitalism it's based on western individualism and at the same time it's a theory that is used by socialists. An anarchist uh to talk about the struggle between classes for example so it's it's a theory that both supports western liberal capitalism and uh uh socialism and anarchism and those are two two theories that we really don't want in japan right we want the cocktail we want uh a national harmony right so uh so to, to sum it up, uh, I, it took me a while, but I realized um, evolutionary theory was really, uh, if anything, it stood in opposition to uh, uh, the emerging uh, Japanese state ideology.
1: Okay. Uh, you, you just mentioned uh, Kihira Tadayoshi, right? And um, <clears throat> One of the things that I really enjoyed um, about the book was that uh, you also discuss, um, you talk about thinkers who are not usually included in, um, m- let's call it mainstream Japanese thought. So they're not part of, for example, the uh, Kyoto School of Philosophy, or um, they're not even included in Japanese philosophy Um textbooks that deal with the um, Meiji period, for example, and Kihira Toshi is one of them. There's another one, uh, Minakata Kumagusu, for example. Um, personally, I'm also uh, working on uh, Minakata Kumagusu, and I think he's a very, very interesting uh, thinker. And um, I was very surprised to see this in uh, in your book, um, that you also uh, discussed him. And my question is, uh, if you're Research um, is also, to a certain extent, an attempt to rediscover or reintroduce uh, these thinkers who are not necessarily uh, mainstream uh, thinkers in Japanese thought.
2: Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that was um, part of the goal. Um, I-, I think philosophers, I mean, hi- history of philosophy in in modern Japan, has tended to gravitate towards. Uh, looking at the, you know, especially the Kyoto School and then later research on Meiji philosophy. Um, but it's essentially, uh coming with a different set of questions, right? Um, with philosophical questions. Um, my book is more attended as a historical, well, a combination of a historical and a philosophical, but, but more historical. So if you look at it that way, then a figure like ki Tariyoshi, who is um yeah you're right he he doesn't appear as far as i know he appears very little in english language or even japanese language research um uh of philosophy in this period but he was really well known at the time he published a, a lot of books um in a way he also tried to you know combine uh you know ideas of Buddhism uh, with 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 modern philosophy. Uh, he wrote a lot on Hegel and Kant and so on. Um, so he's an interesting uh, figure. Um, I haven't read everything he wrote. <laughs> I don't intend <laughs> to. Uh, uh, and uh, although I'm p- personally, you, you know, maybe he's not a figure that, he, that that you could be really inspired by, like for ex- in comparison to Nishidaka, uh Kitaro for example, right? Uh, but, but historically, very, he's uh, a very important figure. And I think, and so I focused on how he, uh, because he was in this uh, institute called the Kokumin Seishin Kunka Kenkyujo, that uh, kind of functioned in um, cooperation with the Ministry of Education to uh, subtly exert pressure on the education system, right? Um so they sent pamphlets to teachers like don't teach evolutionary theory um and Kira really held a lot of speeches also to uh denounce evolutionary uh to denounce evol- evolutionary theory as being wrong and unscientific and, and so on um so I think it's important to um uh, to uh to look at to, to look at a figure like like Kihita, that's for sure OK. Um,
1: so um, thank you very much, Clinton, for, uh, for doing this. Um, good luck with, the, uh, with all your projects. And hopefully, we can uh, talk again soon about your new book or about the uh, special issue of the, uh, of the journal. Um, and for everybody, um, this was Clinton Goddard, uh, who is the author of Darwin, Dharma, and the Divine, Evolutionary Theory. And religion in modern japan a book that was published in uh, 2017 by the university of um, hawaii press and as clinton was saying <laughs> buy the book and read it so thank you very much clinton for doing this